It's break time with Christopher J. Today we're going to take a look at the band Spider. Let's time trip back to 1980 and start our story. Buckle up. So one of the things that I loved about the 80s was the music. There seemed to be so much of it. There was the early 80s stuff that sounded like the 70s just kind of was trying to carry over. But then disco died. Synth came in. There were some great hits that were all over the place. You couldn't uh, turn around without hearing something new from Michael Jackson. People were celebrating Thriller like you couldn't believe. And the gloved one was a huge, huge celebrity wherever he went. And I can personally vouch for this. I was at Disneyland around 1984, and I would just be in some part of the park, and there'd be uh, crowds of people that would just shift and just go in one direction, like whole herds of people just shifting and moving away from where you were at. And it's because Michael Jackson was there. And I know this because I was at the Disneyland Hotel. There was a limo out front. I was one of the people off to the sidelines with my mom. Doors open. Michael Jackson comes out in all of his sequin glory and goes past all of his people. He's got security around him, gets into this limo, the door shuts, and he's off. And that was how he started his day, just trying to get out of the hotel and away from the fans to go to the park and have a good time there and to, you know, feel like a kid again. So the 80s was a big time for music. People came up in that time. You know, you had the uh, you had Paula Abdul. You had a bunch of people that had hits that you might remember, might not. Uh, you're cool in the gang. You're DeBarge. Your hit makers like Michael Jackson, Paul McCartney, the Beatles was still pretty popular at that point and just hits all over the place. And it seemed like every week there was a new gaggle of songs that were out there and some new classic being played. Something by by Huey Lewis, even people from like uh, the Eagles, like Don Henley, Glenn Fry, they, they had their own hits at this time. It might not have appealed to, to us kids as it would to our parents, but we'd still discover these people, you know, and they some of them became our people, more or less the, the music, the, the hip hop that was coming up, the rock pop, the synth, all that stuff. That that's what I lived for as a kid. So in 1980, there was a band named Spider and they had a hit new song called New Romance. It's a mystery.
Now New Romance was off the self-titled album Spider. The album itself would only reach uh, the 130th position on the on the charts. New Romance is a Mystery would peak at number 39, so it did crack the top 40. So somewhere out there, there's a recording of Casey Kasem introducing it. But that was as far as it got. And for the year-end songs of 1980, it landed at number 200 out of the top 200. So it's right there at the bottom. The band, though, would go on to have two more albums uh, after their second album in 1981 called Between the Lines. Uh, One of their members, Holly Knight, she left the band. Uh, She was the keyboard player and was replaced by a guy named Bo Hill. The band would change their name in 1982 to Shanghai and put out another, you know, self-titled album. And it didn't chart at all. It kind of came and went in 1982 and everybody, it kind of broke up. The lineup for the band included Amanda Blue Lee, who is the lead singer. There is Keith Lenton on guitar. There is Jim Lowell on bass guitar, Holly Knight uh, on keyboards, Bo Hill on keyboards from 1982 to 1984, and Anton Fig was the drummer. Now, Holly Knight would go on to become a successful songwriter in her own right. She uh, wrote um, the song Love is a Battlefield, which of course was uh, recorded by Pat Benatar and was a huge, huge deal. She also wrote the song Invincible uh, for Pat Benatar as well. She wrote Love Touch for Rod Stewart. And she wrote the song The Warrior for the group Scandal with Patti Smythe. So she's all over the place. She's kind of a legend in her own right. Uh, Knight herself uh, went on to be inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame in 2013. And she founded the band Device. Bo Hill went back to being a record producer. He'd already been that and he went back to that. Bo Hill, of course, was the keyboard player. And he worked with Alice Cooper and Winger and Warrant and also the band Rat, who uh, had a hit in 1984 as well. Anton Fig, the drummer, he would become a session drummer and work with a bunch of different bands. But in the 80s, he went on to play in the world's most dangerous band. Their band leader is Paul Schaefer. And of course, he appeared on Late Night with David Letterman and made a career out of that as, as well. The band itself, they kept releasing singles after that first one. Like I say, the first one got to number 39. Uh, After that, they had Everything Is Alright, which hit number 86. They had Little Darlin' at the end of 1980, which didn't chart. In 1981, they released It Didn't Take Long, which hit number 43. So it was getting close to their original one, but still not in the top 40 at that point. And then their last song didn't go anywhere for them. But a few years later, it'd be covered by Tina Turner. It was the song Better Be Good to Me. They released it in 81, went nowhere. Tina Turner had it on her comeback album, Private Dancer, in 1984, and it would uh, would hit number five on the Billboard Hot 100. So as a songwriter, they were great. Maybe they couldn't realize what they were doing. Maybe they didn't have a, a good enough producer. Who knows what it was, but Tina Turner took them to the number five slot. There was also the song Change, which John Waite would uh, cover. And in 1982, it climbed up the chart and hit number 16. Maybe, just maybe, they're worth a second chance. Do yourself a favor, go to the YouTubes, pull them up, and see what else you might like from Spider. So bands like Spider and the music at that time, well, those are the things that made the 80s so special. Well, that's it for now. Join us next time when we explore more 80s and 90s pop culture. If you've got any memories of this or other things from the best decades, email me at satmornpod at hotmail.com. And if you're a fan of the 80s or cartoons or cartoons from the 80s, be sure to check out the Saturday Morning Podcast hosted by me. 
We drop a new episode every other Saturday and hope it'll make you feel like a kid again. And now, back to our regularly scheduled program.